You are listening to a Hive Talk Live stinger. Buzz Buzz. Yes, welcome in, Hornets fans. This is another Hive Talk Live stinger. A little short burst of Hornets talk for the hardcore fan. I'm Doug Branson, and I'm joined by my co-host, David Walker. David, how are you? I'm great. I'm ready to rip through some more all-franchise teams, whether it be by best player or number one in your heart, as you're going with, Doug. That's right. So this is the Charlotte's all-time team that At The Hive is putting together, and they graciously allowed us uh, to participate. We're kind of the new guys on the block, so you know they, they sort of ask us as opposed, or, or sometimes we just sort of you know raise our hand, let us be involved. So that's what happened here, and, and luckily we, we got to do it. So... Uh, we're doing these stingers. We'll do one for each position, and then there is a wild card position. Should we go ahead and go through the rules real quickly about how we're putting this Charlotte all-time team together? Yeah, recap the rules real quick. It, it's basically any Charlotte NBA player going back from the original Charlotte Hornets up through the Charlotte Bobcats and on to the current Charlotte Hornets. It's based on how those players played while they were in Charlotte. So so no uh, New Orleans or Golden State Baron Davis era basketball, no San Antonio Spurs era um, Boris Diaw basketball, okay. none of that stuff. All right. And so you can't take those things into account. And really, I mean, the, the one rule that there was, is, or the, the big rule, the overarching rule of this, is that this was your list. Right. So it's a personal list. Uh, and you could take any other, you know, factors into account. Uh, so without further ado, we're doing shooting guards here. Uh, so the Charlotte all-time shooting guards. Let's get to the picks. I went with uh, DC3, Del Curry, as my first team selection. And then backing him up is Captain Jack, Stack Jack, Steven Jackson, a Bobcats-era player. And then David, your picks. My picks, first team of the best, well, sorry, first team shooting guard all time for Charlotte, one Mr. Eddie Jones. I can't, I can't wait to dig into that one. Eddie Jones, uh, a, a, a member of the original Charlotte Hornets franchise, and my backup was Stack Jack as well. So we agree. So in the point guard version, we agreed on the first team selection in Baron Davis. This one, the reverse happened. We agreed on the the backup shooting guard. You know, looking through, first of all, I want to say that there, this was probably the hardest one to do yeah. because it's, we, the, the Hornets, the yeah, the Hornets the haven't weakest. had a ton of shooting guard talent in their history. Uh, but I, I decided to go with Del Curry. He spent 10 years with the Hornets. He really didn't start. I mean, he, he played a sort of a six man role his entire career in Charlotte, shot over 40% from beyond the arc for eight seasons, seven of those with the Charlotte Hornets. He was the first pick in the expansion draft. I said in the point guard podcast that Baron Davis was sort of the first son for our generation or my generation. Well, Curry was the first son of, you know, the the Charlotte Hornets. He uh, finished his career in Charlotte at 14 points per game. And we'll transition into Eddie Jones by saying that, you know, Eddie Jones over his career, Averaged just a little over 14 points per game, and he started for most of his career, whereas Del Curry did not start. This is true. However, as we <laughs> said, however, <laughs> however, as we said, we're looking at the Charlotte performance here. Sure, uh, Eddie Jones almost 
well, a little over 19 points a game, his time in Charlotte. Now, that was really – it was it was brief. Uh, we have to be honest about that. Only mm-hmm. 102 games under his belt as a Charlotte Hornet, whereas, of course, Dell Curry had, what, 701 games uh, and, the, and the second uh, most minutes played in franchise history behind Muggsy Bogues. And like you said, this was the toughest – position because you have to be honest there hasn't been a lot of talent at shooting guard the best shooting guard ever to be a hornet never played a minute and that was Kobe Bryant now he did not make any lists that I've seen no but he is important because without Kobe Bryant in LA Charlotte doesn't get Eddie Jones I mean you could argue because Kobe you know was it was coming up on his second year in the league and it needed more minutes and so L.A. makes the trade. It was a big-time trade at the time because a lot of teams, the Sixers, uh, the Bulls really wanted Eddie Jones. And Charlotte uh, ends up trading uh, Glenn Rice, J.R. Reed, and B.J. Armstrong to L.A. L.A. goes on to win the championship that year. Glenn Rice, a big part of that. Glenn Rice, if you remember, had sort of a contract dispute with uh, George Shin, the owner of the Hornets at the time. So it was a big deal all around. But as you said, Eddie Jones, he only played 102 games, uh, but he was an all-star in that that first full season under Paul Silas. He was third-team All-NBA that year, had a career high in steals, led the league in steal percentage. He also led the team in win shares, David, with 10.1. And, you know, Charlotte wouldn't see win share numbers like that until Gerald Wallace. And that's a big thing for me. Obviously, the duration, we're probably at the opposite end of the spectrum here because Dell is such a fixture with the Hornets, still is to this day. Uh, an hold, ambassador for the an team. An ambassador, an official ambassador. He has been crowned. Official. Um, so, so holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts for sure, and and I totally get that. Again, when I'm picking these teams, I did fall back on trying to construct the best team. And So you're, that, that's important to know. So you're constructing a team. Right. I'm constructing my team and shooting guard again was the toughest one, but it's hard to say Del Curry was the best shooting guard to ever play for the Hornets when more times than not, he was never the best shooting guard to play on his own team, if that makes sense. I don't think that's totally fair. Really? I think that some, you know, in, in 20, 20 or so starts, right? I mean, but, that, but that's the thing, starter. but this is a, this is a role league. So, you know, the six man role is important. And, 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 you know, just because you're not necessarily the most talented, I mean, you know, Thabo Sevalosha started at the two-guard position for Oklahoma City for how many years? And he wasn't a, a, a crazy all-around player. Sure. I mean, he had offensive deficiencies, but Oklahoma City needed that defense sure. in the two spot. But Del Curry was... He was a he he filled a, a an exact role right. I mean, he was a three point specialist. He wasn't going to give you defense. He wasn't going to give you Had ball over handling. two steals for a couple <laughs> seasons. I'm just saying, wasn't was a it, terrible defender. But he wasn't going to give you much defense. Wasn't going to give you much shot creation. Wasn't going to create for a lot of other people. Had 29 starts. I'm going to edit this out. When 29 we eventually starts. Interview Delker. 29 starts in 95, 96. 20 starts in 96, 97. Uh, again, nothing against Dell. Definitely filled his role. That's why I I, I, I shudder at, at this defense, and it feels like I'm, I'm knocking him down a spot. But, you know, he wasn't a starter on this team. He wasn't a full-time starter in the NBA. And to me, Eddie Jones, even though it was a little over a full season, about a season and, and change, right? But during that one season here, he was, he was one of the top players in the league. Like you said, all-NBA third team, all-star selection, averaged 20 points a game. 
uh, did give you some defense, was one of the more dynamic shooting guards in the league during that time. It was a short time here. But to be honest, when you're looking at a lot of these players trying to select the best ones, none of them <laughs> stuck around very long, and none of them were going to come close to matching Dell's duration here. So I've got a spot for Dell. It's just not as the best shooting guard. Yeah, well, if by the way, it's a good time to push this. If you want to see our full list as long or as well as the full teams for all of the At The Hive writers, go over to atthehive.com. It's posted there. This is our Charlotte all-time team let's move on to our second uh, team selections here and both of us went with a bobcat in this position uh, steven jackson i'll let you take the lead on this because i know he's one of your favorite players i, I loved uh, steven jackson while he was here he brought something to the bobcats at that time that they desperately needed he brought a couple things actually I, I think he was probably the best all-around basketball player to play for the bobcats in my opinion um, wow! Yeah, it, it, he could do a lot of things. He oh, could, for the Bobcats! For the Bobcats, yeah, right. Yeah. Just okay. as just as a Bobcat, uh, shoot had had some length, had some, had some had some range from outside for sure. Had a championship pedigree. I mean, a lot of people forget. Won a ring with the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some veteran leadership. A volatile personality, uh, to uh, say the least. A volatile personality. Had some issues that 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 did not go un, unnoticed for sure. But he brought a toughness without a doubt to a team that was really lacking, and he brought that talent. I mean, he could do a lot of things for that team. He could play defense, and he gave you that outside shot. You mentioned it earlier today, Doug. He was kind of what Lance Stevenson was pigeonholed, or not pigeonholed to be, but but earmarked to be for for the Hornets last year, and obviously that didn't work out. Yeah, I said I said he, he, he answers the question, what if Lance Stevenson had come to the Charlotte Hornets and been able to shoot the basketball? Because that's what you got in Steven Jackson. He was able to shoot um, at least early on in his his Bobcats career. Uh, struggled, I think, with shot selection at the end as he was sort of, uh, I don't know, you know, sort of wringing hands with Larry Brown and, yeah. and and then into the second Silas era. Yeah, and and he he was here about the same you know amount of time as a guy like Eddie Jones. Uh, 139 games played, a little over a year and a half or so, two years. Uh, but 19.8 points a game, four rebounds, almost five rebounds, almost four assists, was a leader on that team. He and Gerald Wallace took that team to the playoffs in what was, I mean, th- that had to be the most exciting Bobcat season, certainly before Big Al got here and they made that unexpected playoff push. But that was the only sign of life out of that incarnation of the Bobcats. And for me, Steven Jackson was a favorite because before he came here, there was just no one that you could count on night in and night out uh, that you could go to battle with. And that was what mentioned a lot about him. But he had the skill to back it up. Yeah, I think that's that was important to me as well, that he got the second uh, incarnation of the Charlotte basketball franchise to the playoffs. And, and it was so important then because I think fans, had had if they hadn't already lost heart, they were starting to lose heart in this second run. And I think it was important uh, to to keep the franchise engaged and and get Charlotte uh, kind of back in the mood for professional basketball again. And Stephen Jackson was a big part of that. And and I don't think that fans embraced him as much as as Gerald Wallace. No. But I think from a basketball perspective, Stephen Jackson was more important to getting the Bobcats to the playoffs than probably. Uh, Gerald Wallace was and I think Gerald don't you think Gerald had some of his best I mean that was did he make the all-star team that year when when uh 
Jackson was in. I'm trying to I'm trying to recall, but he certainly was more effective, I, I think, when Steven Jackson was here because there was just another guy on the floor, <clears throat> excuse me, who you know had to draw defenders and, and who could kind of back up what Gerald was doing, throwing his body all over the place. Uh, you know, someone could come in there and be the tough guy, be, be a guy of somebody you know that didn't want to didn't want to back down or would stand up for his teammates. Uh, uh, Gerald Wallace did. He made the All Star game in 0910. Right, and that was the first year that Stephen Jackson uh, joined the Bobcats from uh, Golden State. So yeah, I, that's why he makes my second team. I think he was important to the second iteration of the of the franchise. And um, there you go. So that's my pick. You know what's interesting about this? I kind of want to end on this question: is that I think there there is a subset of fans. That and and I get this from uh, talking to fans, but also reading comments on at the hive. I think there's a subset of fans that are a little resentful that the records from the old Hornets have come back and joined the Bobcats era mm-hmm. records. And so, you know, when we talk about Curry being the all-time leading scorer of the Charlotte basketball franchise, whether it be Hornets or Bobcats, I think there are people that are resentful of that. And that's interesting when I read that kind of stuff on at the hive, because getting that history back was so important to the franchise and was so important to other fans as well. To, to see that uh, disconnect is, is interesting. To me. So, so they do not appreciate having the, the, the first incarnation of the Hornets. Be right. Part of they the feel like post. that that's new Orleans leave that there. It starts with the Bobcats and into the new Hornets. I, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't agree with that either. But I, I, I can just, understand. I, I kind of appreciate that sentiment because the Bobcats. If you're a Bobcats fan, there's a certain <laughs> brotherhood, right? There's a band of brothers uh-huh. in there, and and I can appreciate that. But at the same time, everyone knows those are Charlotte Hornets. I mean, that was those are Charlotte Hornet games. Those are Charlotte Hornet records. Uh, every franchise goes through its changes and its and evolves. This one just you know had a big gaping hole in the middle of it. So. To me, it makes sense, but I can understand the sentiment. But, you know, no one thinks the New Orleans Hornets, just like uh, bringing Bobby Phil's jersey home, made a lot of sense, mm-hmm. you know, in a similar manner. He played in Charlotte. So, to me, those records are, are fine being here. Interesting stuff. Well, again, let us know what you think in the comment section of this post and also tweet us at Hive Talk Live or let us know on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash hive talk live we're going to be back on the air september 1st six o'clock p.m we're live again folks it's happening full show no more of these no more of these stingers as fun as they are uh david this was fun shooting guard next up small forward should be interesting it's a no-brainer at the small forward folks stay tuned <laughs> that's right stay tuned we'll uh, we'll see you uh, we'll see you for the next stinger let's warm charlotte place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest led light bulb sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best-selling led light bulbs our four pack of led bulbs is 9.99 and our two pack of led floodlights is only 12.99 buy one get one free there's no limit on how much you can save so stock up now hurry in buy one get one free on long-lasting 10-year led bulbs now through monday only at your neighborhood ace see participating stores for details